0: small group of leaders and hosts. Beth here and I'm excited to bring you the podcast. Today, your unintentional co-host will be Sophie because she is right next to me. She is my two-year-old daughter and she wanted to be a part of this and I needed you guys to know some important information. So if you hear here in the background, just know she is soon to be a podcaster. So here we go. This week in Revelation, what an awesome time it's been and I've been hearing from you guys for small groups and just Wonderful, wonderful things that have been happening, connections already being made, new people feeling connected and joined. So thank you guys so much for doing what you do. I have a few announcements for you. When we give you these announcements, they're for you guys to take to your small group. So when we tell you something, please try to make sure that you're relaying the message to your small group. All right. First announcement is jack o lantern and Thank you guys for signing up. I appreciate it so much. We have, I think, eight or nine groups there. And so I know it's a cross-point fashion to not sign up in entirely manner, but that's okay. Just as long as you guys sign up, the sooner the better so we can know what to expect and how many extra things we might have to do to accommodate for all of the people that come. A couple of things to know, last week I fibbed unintentionally and I said that we would provide an easy up, but we will not be able to provide an easy up for everybody. So if you're unable to get one there, let us know and we'll try to accommodate for you. But if not, we would love for you guys to provide your own easy up. And then another great idea, but not mandatory, is having a tarp for the back of your booth if you wanted to darken it out. We're going to do the flow a little bit different And so the trick-or-treaters will walk behind the booths and so that there's no temptation or anything for flow. We're asking for tarps, but if you can't do that, that's totally fine. It's not necessary. It's just going to help with a decor and theming and flow of the night. But again, that's not like a mandatory request. Okay, next thing is if you are not able to go, or even if you are able to provide a booth with your small group, we need candy. So the next couple of weeks we are going to have a candy rush at church. There's going to be a giant jack-o'-lantern, you know, for the jack-o'-lantern jamboree. And in front of it will be a place for candy. It'll be inside so the candy doesn't melt. So please make sure that you bring your candy there so that we can have a ton of candy and extra for this event. And then lastly, we are going to have a ministry rush. And so if you're wondering what is a ministry rush, a ministry rush is where All of the ministries with connection crew and student ministries and worship and tech and children's are going to have a table out in the plaza and you can go by and see what is happening there if you're interested to join. So please, please, please tell your small group about it. If they're not serving, this is a great opportunity to see where they can serve and be part of this rad kingdom outpost we call Crosspoint Church. All right, jumping into the intersect. One of the things that I want to communicate with you is that we've got a lot of questions about certain things in the message of what does this mean? And what does this mean? And down to why this type of language was written? What are some other possibilities of things that it could mean? And one of the things that I want to over communicate to you is that the reason why this book is there is to inspire faith despite overwhelming temptation. And you're going to hear Steve say that a lot. And the reason why is really it's for us to be so aware of the evil that's out there, but also who overcame the evil. And it's a beautiful picture of who Jesus is as the lamb, the slaughtered lamb for us. But the slaughtered lamb is the one that defeats this great giant evil. And then the practical application for us. And so try as hard as you can to not get caught up into those details, but to really be prepared to say like, okay, how can this inspire your faith? So four horsemen, four horsemen of the apocalypse. So fun, right? And especially learning about the four different horsemen. So I really want you guys to ask question number one, but use that as a base for their understanding of what is happening in Revelation. And then question number two, it says, how have you encountered these four kinds of evil? A reminder, these evils are Powerful counterfeit spirituality, war and conflict, poverty and death. So, how have you come across them and how have you responded? And I believe all of us in different ways have come across this. The counterfeit spirituality for me is just this hypocrisy, but yet this beautiful hypocrisy. And what I mean by that is that when people see someone worshiping and praising the Lord and they're just like, wow. And then they're moved by the way that they publicly worship. And then to see the huge juxtaposition of a life that is not led honoring God. And so with that being said, what I want for you guys to focus on is maybe we don't have this powerful counterfeit spirituality, but maybe we're dealing with hypocrisy ourselves. Maybe we are not who we say we are at all times. And while that's a struggle and it's probably evident for everybody, how can we move towards that? How can we change our response to that? The next thing is war and conflict. Okay, war we probably won't face, but conflict, man, this position that I sit in at church, so many of you are in conflict, in conflict in your marriages and relationships, in your families, in your small groups, with people, with serving, with so many different things that how we respond to conflict is really gonna say, are we going to allow that horseman of war and conflict to win? Or are we gonna respond? by waging peace and that's the next question but then in it just really a couple things to remind you guys of i don't want to re-preach the message um a couple things to remind you of it can have huge potential problems in this question because of the desire to run to politics the desire to run to topics that are like a little bit on the difficult side and that's not why we're here we're not here to say what these conflicts are and these people are awful and This is how we need to respond. It's you in your life. Maybe you have a problem or issue with certain things. How are you responding? Are you responding in a way that honors God? Or are you responding in a way that distracts and moves people away from who Jesus is? You, as a small group leader, once it starts, I encourage you to do a couple of things. One thing is hey, guys, up front, we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to point fingers at other people. We're going to really be introspective and talk about our response to the situation and how we could have responded differently or better in light of knowing these things about the four horsemen. And then the next thing is that if it keeps going, it's fine to just say, all right, guys, we're going to be done with this. We can talk about it later one-on-one because some people will be like, oh, you told me to stop. I should absolutely talk about this more. We want to honor God in all of this. And if there is potential to lead to conversations that are going to help us grow in our faith, that's amazing. But if there's potential in this to lead to things that are going to be a stumbling block for other people, it's your job as a small group leader to stop that. All right. The next one, waging peace in conflict. It's really having a conversation and being able to point people to make peace, you know, not seek revenge, things like that. And you will see that, that in the scriptures provided, we have a role and responsibility in peacemaking. And that's what the scriptures are. So you want to answer that question in the scriptures is what is your role and responsibility in peacemaking? And then each scripture talks about it. I think the only One that's going to be a little hard is going to be the last scripture in Matthew. So, Matthew is the Sermon on the Mount, and in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was countercultural. He not only took it that you shouldn't kill, but he said, Man, you shouldn't even have thoughts of that killing, and taking it one step farther. That our role and responsibility in conflict and worship, kind of like we talked about last week in, I guess, a counterfeit type of worship, is if you have an issue with your brother, if you have an issue or conflict with someone, your role and responsibility in waging peace is to go and run to that person to do everything that you can to make peace. In these questions, every part of our role and responsibility is a verb. It's an action. And we have to do those actions, meaning we have to be actively running towards making peace. Yes, Sophia agrees. All right. And then lastly, I just really encourage you guys to do this question and split and offer it accountability and make a plan. Not to just say, oh, I'm going to hold you accountable. But hey, on... Friday, I'm going to call you and I'm going to see how you've been working towards resolving this issue. So being really like, okay, guys, accountability means we have to set a plan in place. And the plan is this is what we're going to do. And I, as a small group leader, wouldn't have you hold everyone accountable, but I would put people in the group to hold each other accountable. So that is a lot of information. Thanks for listening to me and Sophie. And we hope you guys have a great small group. If you have any questions, please, please, please reach out. Sophie, you want to say bye bye? Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks guys so much.